You're listening to the Get Out and Drive podcast with John Custom Car Nerd Meyer and Jason Old Car Guy Car. We'll be bringing you gearheads everything you never wanted to know about cars and why they should be on the road and not in your garage. Are you ready to get out and drive? Get those cars on the road October 2nd, 2022 to celebrate National Get Out and Drive Day. Visit nationalgetoutanddriveday.com for more info. All right, and welcome back to another wicked, fantastic episode of the Get Out and Drive podcast. I am John Custom Carnard Meyer. And I'm Jason Old Car Guy Car. Now, I know some people have watched my social media throughout the weekend. Um, I was hanging out with AJ Ware of Petty GMS, and it was ridiculous. So we've got AJ with us today after we finally had you know a, ch- <laughs> a chance to hang out and a chance to stop and breathe. And uh, AJ's going to hang out with us for a little bit and hopefully... Talk about what happened this weekend, and it won't take as long, because we did a lot of stuff. Welcome, AJ. Thank you, John. <laughs> Glad to be back. Hey, Jason, how are you? I'm doing all right. So yeah, you, guys had, you guys had the opportunity to spend the weekend at the new Worldwide Technology Raceway for the Illinois 300. Correct, correct. So, John, I want to know every little detail about that experience. I can certainly tell you I did not expect what 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 happened you know with AJ. I expected, oh man, we're going to hang out with AJ, walk around, we'll get a sandwich and a drink and kind of hang out. I wish that's what happened. It was ridiculous. I think my legs are still hurting. We went and walked everywhere. This dude, he met me and just treated us incredibly. Um incredibly well. Got VIP passes, um, we got great parking, uh, all sorts of things, and uh, met Richard Petty. AJ and I walked around with my son, Austin, and we got to meet a bunch of drivers, Petty GMS drivers, and a bunch of other different people, and it it was a very surreal experience. So definitely thank you, AJ. Very, very surreal experience, and, and I can't stress enough to any of our listeners, if if for whatever reason you want your name on a NASCAR car, definitely contact AJ Ware at Petty GMS. I, I, I can't even. I can't. Promotions, God. Promotions, genius. It's it's crazy. You uh, you you have blown it out of the water. So I'll uh, I'll Thank let you. you talk and see how you felt this weekend. What you did. I know we were running everywhere. Yeah, you know that that weekend was. We kind of call it a unicorn. You know, it was the uh, very first race at Worldwide Technology for NASCAR Cup. So it was all the, the dog and pony show, you know, we call it. And, and of course, Friday was, you know, Richard Petty Day, you know, it was the decree day, you know, that um, so we had that. So we had him out there. And, you know, it was it was just, you know, as we call it, John, who's out there, it's organized chaos. Mm-hmm. You know, we, ha- we have a schedule. Remember, I sent you a schedule and we nailed it in the right to the T. There's one little hiccup there in the middle, and I'll talk about that in a bit. But, um, you know, when we have, you know, the timing of the drivers and, and the track and NASCAR and TV, you know, we've got to hit those. So that's a lot of running around, a lot of, okay, you know, look, we got to go. We got to go hit this mark over here. 
but it was great. It was great to have you and Austin to kind of tag along mm-hmm. and learn. You know, it was eventful. It was it was warm, but it wasn't hot. You know, not to me anyway. You right. Know, so I was, didn't um, think it was so stupid hot. Yes. Right, right. And it didn't rain. Normally that time of the year out in the Midwest, you know, it rains a little bit. Um, so we had a beautiful weekend. Couldn't ask for better weather, you know, to be out there. Yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. And, and I think it's going to be really good for Illinois and the St. Louis metropolitan area to, to get that race. I know it was an inaugural Illinois 300. To get the race to come back next year. Uh, have you heard rumblings yet at all about it's going to come next year? Or it is going, it is going to be stay. back in 2023. They've already oh. decided that. So, um, you know, so that's, you know, hats off to the, you know, the tracks owner, you know, Curtis Francois and, and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, Chris Blair and, and their whole entire team. You know, they took care of us, you know, the entire time we were there. Anything that we needed, they, you know, hand and foot, you know, they, they, they really took care of us and gave us ice cream, you know, 10,000 things to name an ice cream place there. <laughs> you know, they, uh, they gave us some local uh, local restaurants and recommendations, great food. Yeah. Um, you know, went downtown, you know, St. Louis, of course, had to see the arch and, and everything else down there. So it was great. Great time. Great time. So, AJ, sure. from your perspective, what exactly uh, is entailed to coming to a brand new racetrack or one that's not been a part of your ongoing schedule for so many years to kind of put that timeline together? Is it something that somebody throws you the timeline and says, here you go, or is it something you got to work with them to make it happen? Great question. So there's a couple timelines, you know, that that we have to meet. One is dictated by our partners. So our partners down there, you know, that weekend was Bomberito Group and, you know, John and, and his team were great. Then we have our partner, you know, Worldwide Technology, who's the, you know, the uh, they've got the rights to the facility and we helped them, you know, secure those rights a couple of years ago. So, you know, we had to take care of them. And of course, you know, we have, you know, the Air Force, you know, Black Rifle Coffee you know everybody. So, you know, we have to carve up the day and it's only 24 hours in a day, right? <laughs> so the, the hardcore time, the first hardcore time is, you know, of course, Fox. It's on TV. So, you know, we've got to back into that time. So we just start carving it out. NASCAR's got a couple of time slots that the drivers have to hit. Um, 1948, which does sponsor meet and greet, driver meeting. Um, so they've got to hit that. Um, we've got, you know, driver intros. You know, we, we, we got to do that. So after that, then kind of back into some things. The drivers, they've got to have their their personal time to kind of get in their own space. You know, we can't run them ragged. So, you know, they've got an hour, hour and a half to do that. They've got to eat and all that and just, you know, relax and do what they do. Then the rest of the time's up for us. You know, so that's pretty much from, usually from around 8 a.m. on Sunday till about maybe 12, 12.30. That's the time where we kind of drag the drivers around, take them out, do Q&As and, you know, things like that. Well, that's definitely a, an incredibly tight schedule because I know when you sent me the itinerary, it was <laughs> mi- damn near minute by minute. And and you said, this runs tight. This is what we're doing. Yeah, it runs tight. You know, so to kind of give you an idea on Friday, that was our, you know, our tightest day. If you remember, there was a lot going on because, you know, we had Richard Petty. So, you know, I'm in North Carolina. Um, so, and I'm two and a half hours away from my shop. So I get up Friday morning, you know, 6 a.m., get up, take my son to school, drop him off at seven. And I hit the highway driving out to our shop um, out in Statesville. So I get there about 9.45 or so. And my flight leaves at noon. We have an A team and a B team uh, flight schedule. Uh, the A team is mandatory. You have to be on the ground at a certain time, the early. Um, so, you know, Richard, you know, Richard Petty, his son, um, Rebecca, you know, that you met and, mm-hmm. and a couple of others, they're on that first flight. You know, they've got to be there. And then, you know, myself, uh, Mike Beam, our, our team president, a couple of race engineers, they're on the plane B, the B team. 
one of the reasons we do that is just in case one of those planes go down, you don't wipe out the entire team. <laughs> um, so, oh, man. Yeah, so a little bit of that is strategic. And, you know, our um, team owner, you know, Maury Gallagher, he owns Legion Airlines. And, and mm-hmm. those charter planes that we use, he owns those as well, uh, Victory Air. So we use those. And that airport's right outside the shop. So 9.30, I'm there. Um, I go to the shop. I clean my computer, actually. I defrag it, you know, until about, you know, 12, go across the street, get on the plane. We land in St. Louis at around... 1220, you know, your time. So it's an hour behind us. My first meeting, you know, with Richard is at two o'clock. What I do that I get there, I get in the golf cart. So my first time there at that track on the NASCAR side. Um, so we get in and we ride around. So we know where we're going because those those gates change, you know, on different um, days. So we get around, get acclimated to our surroundings, figure out the, the best route to go, you know, where we're not really interacting with a ton of fans. Did that. Two o'clock comes up. We run Richard over to the stage. He does his the decree. Uh, so he gets off stage and um, at around 2.30, 2.40, we got to be in the garage. Um, we get there to do the pictures of Barmerita group, do that from 2.40 to 3. 3 o'clock, the drivers come over. They do the meet and greet with uh, Richard and Barmerita group. Uh, 3.30, we walk out on the track. Richard's got to uh, do the ribbon cutting ceremony. We had the 81 Buick. Uh, so he gets in that, makes a ceremonious lap around, the first NASCAR Cup driver to do that. So he did that until 4. 4 o'clock, go back to his motor coach. Uh, rest a little bit to about 4.45. 4.45, we load back up, drive over to the media center. Uh-huh. Uh, we got media day um, with him at 5 o'clock, 5 to about 5.30. We did that. Take him back to the motor coach about 5.45 or so. Um, we get in our vehicles. I drive back to my hotel, get there about 6 o'clock, you know, shower, change clothes, and go meet uh, sponsors for dinner at 7. Wow. Yeah. A day in the life of AJ Ware. Yeah. Uh, it just, it boggles my mind. And, and I know everybody in the world, you know, uh, wants to, wants to be you, but it's, it's, you, you run yourself ragged. You can. And, you know, we've got a great team that takes a lot of pressure off of us. We know when each other gets tired, uh, we know when Richard gets tired, you know, like that break we talked about in, in between there. And, right. you know, you kind of forget, you know, he, he'll be 85 here on, in, in, uh, next month. So, yeah. you know, we try to, you know, Make sure fans see him because we don't get him out that much, especially like that, yeah. where he's headlining everything. And yeah, you can't you know kind of get away from us. And then things just kind of pop up, you know, right. that we have to take care of as well. And it takes organization, you know. If you talk oh, about yeah. why she says I'm not organized, but I am, <laughs> you know, she yeah. doesn't see that side. Right. But yeah, it definitely takes a lot. And people in the industry you know. So again, you know, I sell sponsorships. They see the name on a car. Mm-hmm. They just don't know what we do behind the scenes. Wow. I know there's a lot of things that were going on, and I saw Dent Wizard, because it's a St. Louis company, uh, they were on, on the car in St. Louis, and as well as Bomberito Automotive Group. Um, it was nice to see, it was great to see uh, the, the lot of local St. Louis names on the vehicles, and those are on Fox National TV, and that's, that's some pretty good airtime for those, for those companies. Those companies really, you know, they stood up and, and they really supported the track. That was key in order for, you know, NASCAR to bring the Cup Series there is to have the support of the community. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, the business community. You know, you mentioned, you know, Dead Wizard. Of course, we had, you know, Bomberito on our in our car and probably saw the Clydesdales. You know, Budweiser was there supporting. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the fans appreciated Budweiser being out there. Enterprise Run Car was there. You know, so, you know, several others, you know, from the area definitely um, supported, um, you know, the event, which is great. Now, AJ, is that a common thing that when you go to certain tracks, you attract certain local companies as well? Not just the 
you know, the huge names like Tide and, and Gain and all that stuff who are major sponsors. But like, for instance, uh, New Hampshire is the closest track to us. So when we go there, we're seeing a lot of local things on some of the signage and some of the you know cars. So is this something that you guys are reaching out at each track to say, okay, within a certain radius, there's a group of people that might want to get their name on the car for the weekend? Um, yeah, you know, I try to look at the local tracks and see who they have. You know, you know, starting out, um, again, I've got some software. So every race that we go into, I, I try to do that is to try to incorporate, you know, some local, um, you know, company and get on the car because I don't know what they're thinking. You know, they may think, well, you know, I, I can't afford to get on the car or whatever. And obviously that's up to me to make sure that they can and definitely, you know, get their money out of it and then show them the experience as well. You know, we're, we're the visitors, right? So we're going in and, and we're quote unquote putting on a show. You know, so I want to make sure that the locals, you know, have an opportunity to, you know, partake in that if that's, you know, in the stands or that's hanging out with us or, you know, whatever. So we definitely try to throw those, those local businesses a bone um, whenever we can. And I have to ask this question. It's like out in left field because I'm I'm a nut. Will any of the cars that were at uh, at the raceway, will they ever be a diecast car? I think the Barmerito car will. So when we um, when we run a new paint scheme, our diecast partners, you got to have a minimum order. Sure. They're not going to run a scheme, and that minimum order is 500. Okay. Um, so when we have partners that really want to get their name out there, and again, this falls under um, our VPL license and um, Jim Hannigan, you know, he'll have that conversation with, well, look, you know, we need, you know, 500 pre-orders to meet, you know, MLQ, uh, minimum order quantity. Mm-hmm. So if they do that, then yeah, it'll, it'll get out there. And sometimes, you know, the partners, they'll just buy 500 on their own just to make sure it gets out there. And we've got one, you know, coming out now with Ferris Motors on the 42. So, you know, they picked that up and, and then it just, it just goes from there, you know, then it gets into the t-shirts, it gets into the caps, it gets into the polos, crew shirts, you know, things like that. And that's just branding, you know, it's great to see, you know, people, um, you know, wearing their stuff around. Mm-hmm. Johnny, you know, you had on your shirt out there and I had people asking me, what's get out and drive? What's that buying? Go ask him. Go talk to him. And they're like, no, nah, I'm so he doesn't bite. He just looks that way. Go talk to him. Fine. <laughs> yes, I have. I, I, I know some of our listeners have seen what I look like. I do have resting bitch face all the time, constantly. Yeah. Not, yeah. not, uh, not, not a person that uh, um, likes likes foolishness. <laughs> right. At any given so, time, I can just picture John saying, "Get off my lawn." Yes, exactly. <laughs> I did, and my son did. Uh, we got to meet so many people, and I want to say thank you very much. You're very uh, welcome. It, it was an incredible weekend. The fact that you already said, hey, you know, you want to do this again, and I, I think I fell off my chair. <laughs> and that was that was the only thing I heard was, do this again. And, right, and that's, right. that's fantastic. Again, an incredible, incredible thing you provided. Thank you to all of your team, everybody, Richard, and everybody for an incredible experience. You're very welcome. You know, it's, you know, we as a team, you know, we look at questions, you know, that we have because we do, you know, you know, represent, you know, Richard when he's not around, you know, and it starts at the top, you know, it starts with him and we try to, you know, carry that all the way, you know, to the bottom, you know, that experience, you know, so, and each and everybody, not just, you know, me, you know, you may Alan and, and Lance and Brian and Rebecca and, you know, the entire right. family there, you know, we just try to, you know, just do right, you know, by people. Because, you know, like like me, as you know, I grew up in the sport. Sure. So, you know, I was on this side where I wanted to get you know, behind and have that. So the way I approach my job and what I do, I, you know, I try to, you know, definitely keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Richard stepped off the coach. 
and and he's coming around and he's 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 gonna walk around my son and i said oh hey hey richard hey what's going on and my son turned around and he did not know richard petty was standing behind him he said oh my god it's richard petty yeah and richard said hey how you doing he introduced himself to my son my son looked at him and the very first thing he said he said when i am your age I want to be so badass that I'm wearing the same outfit for 60 years and pulling it off. You are <laughs> right. awesome. Right, right, right. <laughs> I know. didn't. Richard didn't know what to say. He started rolling, laughing, <laughs> and 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 uh, and then we started talking about things. Then he went and signed my uh, my car. I had a Hot Wheels car, and it was from the very last car that he raced before he retired. Yeah. And I remember pulling that car off of the shelf. 1992, I think it 92. was. Yeah, yeah. It's in my collection, sitting down here somewhere, and all the stars aligned. And I was able to bring it and hang out with you and get Richard to sign it in yeah. petty blue, no less. I made sure I brought a petty blue marker, and he liked yeah. that. He he dug it. He thought that was cool. Yeah, um, it was pretty awesome. Yep. I know this is about the the weekend and the whole bit and everything. A lot of people really wish they could be part of the NASCAR situation, and mm-hmm. and Part of that, I was able to stand and with you. We're hanging out, right? There's that yellow, yellow line. You can't go inside the little pit box, and you can't go inside there. And and we're hanging out, sitting there, leaning on the tires and, and talking to each other. And I'm talking to the gas guy, you know, <laughs> talking to the gas man. And we're, we're asking him questions about everything. And we were, uh, my son's a machinist, and we were asking about how, um, how they check the wheels with the new single lug you know, the single, right. single mount knockoffs. Yeah. And, and they had a little test fit piece and they were test fitting each one and marking everyone. And, and that really interested my son from being a machinist, making sure everything fits and how everything works. And he asked a lot of questions, you know, to the, to the Jack man and to the, uh, the guy running the, uh, the impact to everybody, you know, how do you like the new wheel system? You know, is things going to work and this and that. And it was interesting. And and it was yeah. uh, it was fun. You, know, you see, when, when we're out there, we're all wearing earpieces, yes. so we kind of know, you know, when the laps are coming, whatever. And, and they really mm-hmm. enjoy, um, you know, getting out and and explaining their jobs because you know, a lot of people don't know, you know, really, you know, what they go through. Um, you know, they have to stay in shape. They have to know, um, you know, pretty much, you know, everybody else's job in case somebody gets hurt. Then they kind of, you know, step into that. So um, it's great that you guys, you know, had an opportunity to to talk to them because those are the kind of like the unsung heroes, you know, so to speak, you know, we get to have fun, we get to stay clean and all that. And right. those guys are in those fire suits. And again, it's, it's not quite 90, maybe it's like 84, you know, something like that, maybe 84, 86 degrees that day, but they still got to, you know, wear the helmets and, the, and those fire suits for about three hours just standing around, you know? So um, those guys are, um, I call them badasses. I did that all the time on social media. They, they truly are. Oh, they, it, they, they are. And one thing that I did notice is I know they have backups for everybody and they have other guys that are waiting to come in their stand-ins and things and and they are unbelievable athletes. Right. I can't even begin to tell you that I watched other teams and uh and the Petty GMS team, the 43 car that we were standing in in their pit, they were walking and putting their hand above their head and taking their leg and touching their hand. They take their left leg and touch their right hand, take their right hand, and touch their left leg. And, and it was amazing. These guys were throwing the jack on the floor and picking it up like, 
um, military rifle presenting muscle memory. They knew yeah. every single solitary thing to do and, and to do that in a helmet and a fire suit and the protection cover and all that stuff uh, for the gas man. Incredible athletes. They are, you know, a lot of them come out of, you know, collegiate sports. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to recruit from that, you know, um, mainly football. Uh, again, you know, they are, you know, flexible. Um, so, but definitely strong, you know, and, you know, I'm, I'm 6'4", you know, 275. And I'm the little guy on the team, you know, compared to those guys. Those guys are, you know, beasts, you know. And, and so they, um, they definitely have a, you know, workout, you know, routine, you know, every day, you know, during the week when we're not at the track. And, mm-hmm. and they get in their routines there to start stretching. And, and, you know, again, you know, like you mentioned, you know, muscle memory, just, you know, get into their routine. So one is speed, you know, obviously, you know, they turn those cars around now in less than 10 seconds on a pit stop. It'll be a great pit stop. And then, um, so it's the speed of it. And then, you know, obviously they don't want to get hurt, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, you pull a muscle or something, it's going to take a while for that to heal. So then they, you know, they'll be out of competition for a while. So um, it, they definitely got to take care of their bodies. They got to stay hydrated. The um, the food, you know, that that we feed is you know, high protein and, you know, things like that. So they definitely, um, you know, athletes for sure. Well, AJ, you had mentioned earlier uh, or throughout this whole conversation about the uh, the amount of time that you have to put into organizing and making sure you're here at a certain time. Uh, you're, you're talking to very high profile people. Uh, you mentioned the uh, Cardinals. Uh, you know, you're dealing with uh, all the sponsorship that uh, that you deal with. If somebody now, this is a question coming from upstairs from Joanne, and I'm, I'm just kind of a, helping to ask it is right. if somebody wants to do what you do. What advice do you have to that person? Um, ask, you know, for one, because um, it, it was easy for me to kind of get in there. Richie kind of found me and I kind of went through that on the first time I, mean, I was on your show. But, you know, definitely, you know, ask around. You know, this is, you know, finding sponsorship is hard. You know, um, again, you know, for a full season, we're right around the eight to ten million dollar range. So I get a lot of no's, you know, that, you know, we get a lot of companies giving me that type. So you got to have, you know, thick skin and. Some people just don't like asking others for money. So, you know, so that's tough. Definitely got to have that thick skin. But definitely networking is huge. John probably noticed that, you know, going down and I'm always speaking to people, you know, people that I recognize, you know, people that I know. Although, you know, we love our team, you know, sometimes at the end of the year, they go to another team or they go to another racing series. You know, again, I came from NHRA side. So now I'm on the, you know, the the NASCAR side. I've got buddies in IndyCar. So, you know, networking is is probably the, the biggest thing, especially in uh, the prof- no, profession that I'm in, you know, networking and doing, you know, uh, sports business. But simply, if you want to get into it, just simply ask around. And then that'll start the process and that'll get their wheels turning and then we can kind of guide them from there. And AJ, we kind of touched on a little bit as, as we promote on Get Out and Drive podcast, what drives youth? We talked about people that wanted to be involved with NASCAR, either as a driver or as a, as a crew member or anything like that. Do you have any advice for any of the people that are the younger kids that want to become part of the NASCAR team anywhere, uh, a school, direction, uh, education, anywhere? Where should someone look? If they want to get into the admin side, I definitely think, you know, communication, you know, mm-hmm. taking something within that um, is huge. Because it doesn't matter if it's me and, and on the you know sports business side or, you know, executive vice president or just a driver. You're going to have to learn to communicate, you know, mm-hmm. so uh, that or public speaking or, you know, something like that. Just to, you know, kind of get, get the cobwebs off a little bit and really understand, 
you know, because you're going to have people, you know, there, um, you can't prep for questions sometimes. You know, you just, you know, you're in the moment. They'll walk right up to you, ask you a question, you know, and you got to be prepared to, you know, to really, you know, do that. Um, so definitely, you know, something in communications, um, sports management, mm-hmm. you know, is great because um, then you can go from, say, if I wanted to move up, my next step would probably be um, a sports agent. Um, so, you know, kind of, you know, get to that where I work, you know, strictly with the drivers. I don't work with the team. You know, I work with the drivers and, and handle them. So, you know, something along those lines, there are colleges out there and, and sometimes they're not even for, you know, four year. They, you know, there's some two year, you know, institutions out there where you can get into their motorsports program. You know, you can get, you know, your hands dirty, um, you know, plenty of those. UNOH has got a, you know, great program. You know, their partners, you know, down at YL Tech, you know, they're partners of, um, you know, NASCAR as well. You know, getting into that and again, same deal. You just got a network. It's kind of hard to put a value on who you know, because everybody knows somebody that you don't know. That's correct. That is correct. Networking is a big deal. So, AJ, one of the things that we learned this weekend at uh, Worldwide Technologies Raceway, we had Ty Dillon finish 27th, I think, according to my notes, and Eric yep. Jones in the top 10. Okay. So, what do you think was the biggest thing that your team took away? from this weekend's race at uh, Worldwide Technology? That's the first time you know, that the Cup Series was there. So it's great having two cars so we can collect a lot of data, see what other cars are doing. The situation, time was up there for a bit and the guy kind of banged up there, you know, near the end, you know, the caution and stuff. And so he kind of fell back, you know, a little bit. But, you know, for the most part, you know, they stay clean, you know, out there, you know, running. There's no two tracks the same, but they're similar. Um, so we look at, you know, the handling of the car. Again, this is a brand new car for us this season. Um, so that track in St. Louis is very similar to Phoenix. So, you know, we got some great data there. Um, you know, we run Phoenix again later on in the year during the chase. So it's good to have, you know, that information there. And Eric, you know, running, you know, pretty well. Really thought we had a top five car, but, you know, the caution at the end, um, you know, set up on the long runs, you know, the car started getting, you know, a little bit tight on. So, you can't, you know, fell back a little bit. Definitely take top 10, you know, uh, you know, P7 is great. You know, over the last, what, three races or so, we've been running in that top 10 position and ended up in wrecks and having some some miscues, you know, mechanically where uh, we couldn't finish in those positions. So, it was great to find a bring one home. That's one thing with this season. You get a brand new car, all new templates, and you basically throw all of the stuff you knew before. You almost kind of have to throw that away and start from scratch. And like you said, you know, I'm quite familiar with New Hampshire Speedway. We talked about worldwide technology being a lot like Phoenix. Well, they, they attribute uh, New Hampshire the same way because of its flatness. And you just kind of got to take the knowledge you, that you've learned over the years and try to apply it to this new, uh, this new format, these new cars and stuff like that. We're still learning, but are you learning and taking away valuable information uh, each time you hit these tracks that you haven't run yet with these new cars? Yes, we are. You know, um, every time, you know, every lap's important. We're always learning from that. You're learning from tire pressure, camber, and even driving positions on the track. So the next time out, John, what I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you a team radio. So you really understand oh, you know, man. what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. The only things I forgot to get you, definitely get you a radio so you can, under, you know, kind of listen and really right. understand what they're talking about on the radio. We're at the 43 pit for, you know, quite a bit. Rick, you know, the spotters telling Eric up front, and of course, our engineers are looking at that as well. Where are the leaders running? Mm-hmm. You know, where are the where are the guys running that are outrunning us? You know, are they running high? They're running mid. They're running high and you know turn one and running mid and and two or you know whatever. So you know, we're getting that that feedback. So it's always good to to know 
you know, that information and see if our drivers can run there, if they're comfortable running there. You know, sometimes we may have similar setups, but the driver's uh, driving style um, is completely different. You know, we may have one that likes to lift early and get into the, um, the corners, and you may have one who likes to downshift. Mm -hmm. and so we really got to, you know, plan for that. And, and you know, that's where that, that simulation comes to play, um, you know, during the week. Have you heard from any of the drivers, uh, yours or any other team drivers, uh, any feedback from the track? Drivers are never happy, you know, you know when they don't win. No, right? I get so, it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you have some opportunities out there, you know, for sure. But, you know, overall, I think, um, you know, they were pleased with the, you know, the racetrack. Mm -hmm. Wonder about is, you know, can they handle the speed of a cup car? Yeah, you can run trucks there. Trucks handle different and you can run Arca there, but can it handle, you know, that, that next gen car? Uh, but overall, they were they were um, you know pretty happy. You wouldn't you didn't hear any craziness about bumps or you know things like that. It wasn't a lot of wrecks. You know, a bad track. You know, wasn't coming apart and stuff. So it was um it was pretty good. It was a great, it was a great race for them. That's glad to hear because I know it was uh, pardon the pun, but it was it was a little bumpy start for uh, <laughs> yeah Worldwide Technology Raceway uh, in the past. I'm I'm glad everything has come together. And and we could have this race uh, in in uh, St. Louis metro area in Illinois. So that's uh, just just a wonderful thing. I can't wait for uh, you guys to come back. We can hang out for a while. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, it'll be a little bit easier for us this time coming back because again, it won't be the inaugural, and so right. we won't have all the other stuff. So it'll be a little bit calmer next time. You know, when we come back, and you know, maybe we can hang out on Saturday or something, and you know, take mm -hmm. you to a sponsor dinner or something. There. So you kind of see that side, you know, what do we do when we're not at the track and really, really get to, to know the team. You really don't know people until, you know, you kind of take off the uniform and and maybe there's a couple of drinks involved here and there. Oh, and so, no. <laughs> so you get to learn, um, you know, different you know, personalities, you know. So, you know, those are always fun, you know, with the um, you know, with the partners and sometimes they bring their family. So you get to know them and, you know, their kids and things like that. So those are always fun events. Especially the dog. I cannot remember the dog's name. Oscar. Oscar. That's exactly right. That dog is a superstar. Everybody knows Oscar. Everybody knows Oscar. Uh, very well-mannered uh, shepherd. Um, <laughs> doesn't bark or anything. Very spoiled. Eric and Holly uh, definitely spoils. And he's got a, he's got a sibling, um, Rabbit, Biscuit, where they go, Oscar goes. He's got his own seat on a plane and everything. So oh. Definitely love us some Oscar. Well, in inside intel from... Uh, AJ Ware on the inner workings of NASCAR uh, pets. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a spinoff podcast to me. Right. What you're never going to hear on another podcast is 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 AJ explain how fun the pets are in uh, Petty GMS team. <laughs> you know, we got you know pets running around. You know, I own a Mike Bean. You know, he keeps his dogs around. Um, very you know you know pet friendly. You know, um, environment for sure. I might have to bring my birds to the shop one day. That's what I, that's what I should do. You have birds? Yeah, I got, um, you know, parakeets. Um, so my wife's very allergic to dogs, so, yeah. um, so I would love to have a dog, but I can't. So, so we have birds and fish. Nice. Well, that is incredible. I can't say thank you enough and can't wait to hang out again. And thanks for taking some time and getting a recap. So sure. our listeners could kind of enjoy what you were uh, able to provide and get an insight on your day-to-day, -day, which is bonkers. <laughs> well thank you for you know coming out and hanging with us definitely appreciate that and something you always say that's time out of your life that you never get back so i don't take that for granted so thank you thank you for doing that i appreciate that great awesome well thanks for hanging with us all right thank you guys all right have a nice night 
Jason, you like cruising around the internet, just uh, searching for projects that you don't need. You do that? I do. It's probably my second job. It is your second job. I know I get smacked all the time because I've got plenty of projects and uh, I, I, I secretly still look for things other than the things that are in my driveway. What's wrong with us? I don't know. It's definitely a sickness, but, uh, you know, one of my favorite places to visit is racingjunk.com. I go there a lot. I probably shouldn't, but I go there a lot. It's it's like uh, a little little secret hideout. I get really good deals there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry I'm saying this on the podcast. I'm going to let out the secret, but I'm, I'm getting much better deals there than I am on uh, a lot of other websites. Yeah, and not only can you buy and get good deals, but you can also sell your own junk and put money right in your pocket. Yeah, that's right. They don't charge any transaction fees. Just 100% of what I make through my ad, I keep. Absolutely. So if your wife is at you to clean out your garage for spring, you can post all your junk on racingjunk.com. Wow. Well, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna stop talking now. I'm going to head out to the garage, and uh, I'll, I'll probably be back in a little bit, but I'm going to head out and clean up some stuff. I know I've got a ton of stuff to sell. Start making money today. Get out in racingjunk.com. Sell your stuff. Get money. Stick it in your pocket. You know, Jason, I know you're new to the Get Out and Drive podcast. Don't you have something else on YouTube, like, every Thursday? Yeah, we have a podcast-style live stream that happens on YouTube called the Car Guy and Six Fan Show. It's myself and Grant Tommy, who goes by Straight Six Fan on YouTube, and we talk a lot about cars, only it's live. If you're not getting enough on the Get Out and Drive podcast, you can head over to the Car Guy and Six Fan Show every Thursday evening at 7 o'clock Central. It's a collaborative effort between myself and Straight Six Fan. So it alternates from my YouTube channel to his every Thursday night. I've been there. It's cool. That's where all the cool guys hang out. It sure is. And we look forward to seeing you again. Are you looking for more action-packed car content? Head over to YouTube for the Car Guy and Six Fan Show on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Find a link in the show notes and let them know you heard about it from the Get Out and Drive podcast. Speed over to our friends at RacingJunk.com and sign up for a Pro Club membership. Use the code GETOUT to receive a discount when you sign up for a Pro Club membership. Cruise on over to our website, GetOutAndDrive.com, for all the info you never wanted to know about our podcast. Hit us up on our listener hotline, be the first to know what's happening, get industry news, and grab your Get Out and Drive merch. Connect with us on social media. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Follow us on Twitter at Get Out and Drive Pod. What drives you?